Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So for those of you who are new listening to my podcast, even some of the production team, not Joe, Joe knows about it. Um, the greatest source ever, the Fighting 279er. Joey's back. The Fighting 279er. Yeah, yeah, he's back. The greatest source in the history of humankind gave me a lot of information about Spygate. Matter of fact, if you read my first book on the Spygate scandal called Spygate, uh, convenient, right? You read it now. It was written, I don't know, four and a half years ago. A lot of it based on information from the 279er. You'll be like, gosh, did he write this yesterday? We were ahead of the curve. He's got some stuff. And let me just ask the question up front. I hate unnecessarily long teases. Did Bill Barr stop a catastrophic blackmail threat in the United States before he left office? Oh, oh, leave that question right there. Stew on that one for a moment. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your data from big tech with the VPN I trust. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Pick it up today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. I've also got the Pravda media not embarrassed at all by just absolutely blowing it on the lab leak and hydroxychloroquine. Not blowing it. They're just, you know, pumping Chinese propaganda. Uh, also, I've got a very important segment here, too, um, about another Trump hoax debunked. Um, but it's important. It's not just about humiliating the media. It's about how this whole thing happened. It's very important. Don't miss that. I've got audio and some super cuts there. Today's show brought to you by Tommy John. You want a gift for the dad who's a big softy or the dad who loves naps? I'm both of those. No matter the dad, get them a gift they can be comfortable in. Tommy John. I was a big fan of Tommy John before they were a sponsor of the show. I have their original pairs with the different font on them. They're like, I should put them up and frame them in my house. I had the original. From the ball-catching dads to the ball-scratching dads. So all dads agree when they're wearing Tommy John underwear. You like that? They're much more comfortable and they can do everything better. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Hundreds of thousands of them, me included, after 13 years and tens of thousands of five-star reviews, call Tommy John the most comfortable underwear ever. The only downside, you'll never wear another pair. That way, if you have them, you'll just keep washing your nose and wearing your Tommy Johns. With dozens of comfort innovations, once a dad tries Tommy John underwear, he's never going back. They're breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fab moisture fabric. Spit it out with four times the stretch of competing brands. With over 14 million pairs sold, dads across America love Tommy John underwear. There's no risk. He's always covered with the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guarantee. How do you get them? Go to TommyJohn.com slash Dan for 20% off your first order right now. Order by June 15th for delivery by Father's Day. It's a great gift. Get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Dan. TommyJohn.com slash Dan. See site for details. All right, Joe, let's go. Joe's very excited for today's show because he sees what's coming. Anytime there's a 279er hit, you know it's going to be lightning. So again, let's just ask the question right up front. Did Bill Barr stop a potentially catastrophic blackmail threat from the United States by our now sworn enemy, nuclear-powered enemy, China? This is going to be a serious segment. I want you to pay very close attention to the dates on these seemingly unrelated stories and ask yourself that question. Did he know something? Were they getting some information about China potentially blackmailing very powerful incoming United States political figures? Did Bill Barr know that? Look at this article by The Federalist. Nothing profound in the title. Pretty straightforward. Jordan Davidson article. Attorney General William Barr to depart administration, Trump announces. I think he announced it via Twitter. Look at the date on this. December 14th, 
2020. Okay. Headline, Bill Barr was leaving in December you know, of 2020, December 14th. Well, what's the big deal? I want you to pay very close attention to the date on this article, December 8th, just about a week earlier from Axios. Remember this story? Exclusive, suspected Chinese spy targeted California politicians. Bethany Allen Ibrahimian and Zach Dorfman, Axios. Look at the date. December 8th, 2020. What was that story about? Story was about hapless, failed, disgraceful human being who managed to slide his way into sliver his way into Congress. Eric Swalwell, um, who apparently has, has not yet to this day disavowed that he may have had relations, air quote, uh, with a Chinese spy. Weird. So that story is December 8th. Bard leaves December 14th. Swalwell, uh, Congress, in fact, through Swalwell, may have, may have been infiltrated by another Chinese spy in addition to the, uh, was it, the Dianne Feinstein scandal. Gosh, that's really strange, the date. And then you see, just two days later, you see this rather strange CNN story creep its way out, too, by Evan Perez and Pamela Brown, CNN Politics. Federal criminal investigation into Hunter Biden focuses on his business dealings in China. Look at the date, December 10th, 2020. You getting this? You picking up what we're putting down here? Isn't it weird just four days later it's announced that Bill Barr's leaving? I mean, Bill Barr knew he was leaving way before December 14th of 2020. You don't think he just popped in the door December 14th, 2020 and said to Trump, hey, I'm done. See you later. Have a nice day. Enjoyed my time here. Here's a stogie for you. That's not what happened. Clearly, Bill Barr probably knew in late November, early December he was leaving. Bill Barr probably knew, tying this together and putting a bow on it right now, Bill Barr probably knew China had a bevy, a cornucopia, a Thanksgiving feast of blackmail material on major Democrats in the United States, including Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Eric Swalwell, and possibly others. And what was Bill Barr's biggest fear? And listen, I, I, I want to be candid here. I am speculating. I can't obviously get in Bill Barr's head. But my source on the, the, the almighty 279er has never let me down. I don't think the dates in these stories are unrelated. Let's chalk talk for a second here and envision what could have happened. So Bill Barr knows he's leaving. It's December, so he knows that the election results aren't going their way. I get it. I understand the shenanigans. I'm saying, though, he realizes this isn't looking good for him. Bill Barr probably says, listen, I was the attorney general of the United States twice. I can't have China blackmailing the incoming administration and a bunch of Democrats who are now going to take power and are going to take back the House of Representatives. I can't have that. I know they have this blackmail material. We have this spy who may have had relations with a congressman from California, a Democrat, Eric Swalwell. I don't know what they have there. This spy could have everything on Swalwell. We also know Hunter Biden had had business dealings with the spy chief of China. Hunter Biden's words, not mine. Quote, spy chief of China. Those are his words, not mine. Can you imagine Again, the Thanksgiving feast of blackmail material, Hunter Biden and the breadcrumbs he left behind for the Chinese government to use as blackmail against the incoming administration. Hey, I can imagine the Chinese government. Be a real shame, Joe, if we leak this information out about Hunter. Well, what better way 
for Bill Barr to head off this catastrophic threat than to say, or someone his, I don't know if it was him directly, I can't say that. But what better way for either him or some patriot within the Department of Justice to say, guys, we can't have this. We're going to have to leak out this information. That way it's not, black, it's not blackmail if everybody knows about it. You can't walk in there as a, you know, a, a Chinese spy chief or representative of the Chinese Communist Party and say to Joe Biden or Swalwell, hey, we know about those relations. You know, again, treaded air quotes. Uh, we know about all these business dealings Hunter had with the spy chief. Be a real shame if that leaked out. I need you to do A, B, and C if it already leaked out. It's already out there. You know, you can't bribe someone. Hey, I'm going to let, uh, let the word out about this shady business deal you did with a local bank out. If it's already a story in the New York Post, there's nothing to leak out anymore. This was a great hat tip Aruski by the fight in 279er. Folks, I am, again, he's never let me down. I would be stunned if we don't find out later that somebody leaked these out intentionally to kneecap the Chinese government from potentially having a blackmail file on Biden and Swalwell. And Pelosi, by the way, Pelosi, who it's, you think this was an accident? Why would they have blackmail on Pelosi, a blackmail file on uh, Pelosi too? Pelosi, what, <laughs> what a Freudian slip. Pelosi, why would they have a blackmail file on Pelosi too? Because Pelosi uh, uh, and Swalwell are like, they're like two peas in a pod. They love each other. Those two are bosom buddies, man. Remember that Tom Hanks show? They are like, uh, what was it, the odd couple? Those two, but they're not the odd couple. They're the even couple because they think alike. Pelosi has been Swalwell's biggest defender. Who knows what Swalwell might have given up about Pelosi and the leadership to this Chinese spy he allegedly had relations with. What kind of relations? We don't know. Be nice to find out. Someone in the DOJ, maybe Barr, clearly leaked this out. To say to the Chinese government, I'm sorry, we can't leave like this. We're not going to let you do this. All happening, by the way, as the lab leak was being hidden. As a potential Chinese bioweapon, we might have financed, would have been hidden. By the way, I'm going to cover this again in a different way on my Fox News show Saturday, Saturday, 10 p.m. Unfiltered with Dan Bongino on Fox News show. I'm going to cover this again, and it is going to be from a different angle. And we're going off script. I don't know what's going to happen, but you're going to love it. I don't believe those dates are unrelated. Bill Barr was not going to leave office until the public was well aware that the Chinese government had a blackmail file 65 feet deep. <sighs> Stew on that one for a minute. There's a lot there, folks. Well, the Pravda media is not giving up. They're not embarrassed at all by their use and near celebration of Chinese propaganda. The media has been lost. And, and forgive me if I ever say, you know, the media was fooled, because I don't actually mean that. I don't know why I say that. Sometimes I slip because... There's a side of me that wants to believe that people in the left-wing media are still decent people and they just got tricked. I don't believe that. Really, I want to rewind the tape and step back. Whenever I say that, you have to immediately correct me via email. They were not tricked. The media is doing this intentionally. Sadly, there are very few people in the media with any good intentions left anymore. I have a gold medal, silver medal, bronze medal winner of 
you know, media losers, basically. I don't know any nice way to say it. Stelter's always, of course, the gold medal winner. Chuck Todd is kind of teetered with the top gold medal position as well. Joy Reid's always creeping in with the bronze, too. But Chuck Todd, again, doing his best to try and steal the gold in the dopey Olympics from Brian Stelter for media personalities. Chuck Todd had Anthony Fauci on the other day. And again, this is why I believe, and I want to make the point to you, that these people are not being fooled in the media with anti-Trump hoaxes. They are actively promoting what they know to be lies and anti-Trump hoaxes. I can prove it to you right here. They're not remotely embarrassed that they've been on the wrong side of history of every major scandal of our time. They have one job, folks, one job in the media, to put out a series of facts and data points that are real and authentic so that an educated, informed American citizenry can then make educated decisions. That is literally their only job in journalism. They can't get that right. You would think they would be embarrassed. They are not. How do we prove it? Play this video here. This is Chuck Todd with Anthony Fauci. He claims it's not the one you're seeing all over the news. We'll play that on the radio show later where Fauci's like, hey, I am science. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, whatever. This is a different portion of the clip that's escaped scrutiny too. Here's Chuck Todd pumping another hoax that's easily refutable and Fauci just going along with it. Check this out. I want to get to the political attacks. You're, you have become, uh, uh, you've been sort of become a caricature on the right. Um, there's some really wild fantastical conspiracies. I, I got to play one because it's a, a sitting United States senator, uh, Marshall Blackburn. Uh, I think we have a, a sound of this. Let's let's play that one. Here are some facts that I want you to know. First of all, yes, Dr. Fauci was emailing with Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook, trying to create that narrative, cherry picking information so that you would only know what they wanted to know you to know and there would be a narrative that would fit with this cherry picked information I, I don't even know where to begin but it's a sitting united states senator it's the most what i would call the most extreme version of of, of what i've heard you've got kevin mccarthy right. doing his own version of this marco rubio you um well, <sighs> this is again it's Chuck Todd, so expecting anything from Chuck Todd, you know, a dignity, truth, facts, data, is will oh, you will always be disappointed. I don't expect much, but this is really insane. You would think Chuck Todd would issue a groveling apology for being on the wrong side, incredibly, of another major story. This guy's like 0 for 20. I mean, he doesn't, he's in the major leagues with a batting average of zero, and they still put him, he can't even bunt this guy. And he says to Fauci in an obvious propaganda segment, hey, Marsha Blackburn, that Republican senator from Tennessee, well, you know, what a loser she is promoting this Facebook, trying to coordinate messaging with you. And Fauci's like, yeah, I know, what an idiot. We have the email, you dunces. The email is right here. Look at it on my screen if you're watching on Rumble, if you're listening audio, I'll just read it to you. Here's Fauci's email from Mark Zuckerberg. Let me inform Chuck Todd, who really is not that bright. Obviously, Zuckerberg works at Facebook. I believe he's on the corporate masthead. I'm kind of sure he started the company with the Winklevosses and others or whatever. I don't know. I saw a movie about it once. <laughs> Did you miss it? What was it called? The Social Network? I'm kidding, of course. It's Zuckerberg from emailing Fauci. 
saying right here, hey, I'm doing all these Q&As. I have a big following. I'd like to get you on to get out some authoritative information. What did Blackburn say that was not true? The Facebook, the leader of Facebook, the CEO of Facebook, Zuckerberg, is emailing Fauci about using his platform to get out information, some of it which later turned out to be incorrect and inaccurate. What Blackburn said is 100% true. Fauci was working with, uh, with Zuckerberg. We have the email to tailor a narrative Many components of that narrative, story, whatever you want to call it, turned out to be factually incorrect. Blackburn's right. Zuckerberg didn't reach out to other people, I don't believe, to do this. Did he reach out to Scott Atlas? Did he reach out to any uh, pro-Trump people who had a different narrative? I, I don't believe so. Zuckerberg can send me the emails. I'll put them on the air. And the fascinating part about this, throw that back up there. If it's still up there, great. I can't see sometimes they have up or don't. Now, yeah, I can, I can see it. Look at the bottom of this. There's a significant redaction in Zuckerberg's email to Fauci. He says, finally. That's it. We don't know anything. Finally, comma, the rest is redacted. I want you to notice that designation under the redaction, what it is. What is it? B something for there? That's a very clear designation. That designation is for what? To redact this under the FOIA laws. Trade secrets. Maybe Blackburn see something, seen something. Maybe Chuck Todd would be open to that if he was an honest reporter and journalist, but he's not. He's a weasel. What's under the redaction? What is Zuckerberg emailing Fauci about to get a narrative out there that got redacted and is a, quote, trade secret, I would assume, for Facebook? Was he talking about manipulating the algorithm in there? I don't know. It's redacted. I'd like to see what's under that redaction. Chuck Todd, of course, is not interested. He continues to pump Fauci wind, and I don't mean the wind coming out of your mouth, around the entire country, and I'm tired of the Fauci victimhood. Republicans pounce on Fauci. It's embarrassing. It's not personal. The man is a public figure for the thousandth time. He is paid for by taxpayer dollars. He clearly made dreadful decisions, was clearly involved with people covering up the lab leak story, covering up the potential for a Chinese bioweapon. He was involved in this network of people. His role, it's still a little bit unclear. He's a public figure. He's open to scrutiny. Chuck, you weasel. Are you ever going to ask a real question? Like, hey, what was underneath that redaction? Are you curious? Was it a trade secret? Were you guys manipulating the algorithm? Did you agree to that to get people to scuttle the lab leak story? Kind of an important story, no? You're never going to get any of that from the Brian Stelters, Chuck Todds, or Joy Reeds of the world. 100% hoaxes all the time. Let me get to my... Uh, Second sponsor here. And on the other side of this, I've got some more of it. I've got a super cut of the latest, again, anti-Trump hysterical talking point debunked. I don't know how many times Trump is going to have to be proven right before media people start losing their jobs. It's probably never going to happen. But it's at the point now where it's beyond embarrassment. Now it's just, we're in the, I mean, abs, we're in like, this, if there was a scale of one to a hundred, a level of disgracefulness of the media, I can't, there's no more even like 99 point. We're at 100 right now. It's that embarrassing. All right. Today's show brought to you by Brickhouse Nutrition. We all know stress can have a really terrible impact on your health. You know what I do? 
I've, you know, life's been a little stressful lately. You know, you all work for a living too. You got your own stress to deal with. I use Field of Greens. Keeps me healthy and going. What is it? It's packed with really healthy USDA organic fruits and vegetables ground up into a delicious tasting powder. It's not like some of those other cheapo. You see these, oh, greens this, greens that. Look on the back. It's extract. It's not even, many of them aren't even real, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables. Extract from there. This is healthy, ground up fruits and vegetables you know should be part of your daily routine. But a lot of times we don't have the time. Like, I can't cook those. So what do you do? Take Field of Greens. I take it twice a day. Their lemon-lime flavor is new. It's absolutely spectacular. It has 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, plus green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. It's available in regular, wild berry, and ghee's favorite, now lemon-lime. You can get 15% off your first order using promo code DAN at checkout by going to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash DAN. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash DAN. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. Don't wait. Pick it up today. Don't wait. Your health matters. All right. Getting back to the show. So the litany of anti-Trump hoaxes that have been debunked continues. Um, It's, again, really embarrassing. The media has one job to produce facts for an informed electorate, and they can't get anything right, folks. The little stories, the big stories, none of it. It is always an epic fail, and they're never, ever embarrassed because they're part of what I believe now to be a leftist, you know, global misinformation campaign by media people who at are they doing that journal list thing again? You know what? I got to remember that for today's show. Hold on a second. Let me take a note on that because sometimes I say stuff and I don't want to forget them for the radio show. Do you remember journal list? Not journal, a journal list. It was an email group with a bunch of lefty reporters and all that. Jim, I know you listen to the radio show. You listen to the podcast live. Can you pull that article about journalists for the radio show later? Jim gets to cheat. Here's the podcast and the radio show live. Journalist was this email group of lefty reporters and they would coordinate talking points amongst themselves. Don't tell me there's not a conspiracy because it's a scary word. They were doing it. Is it a fair question to ask? Are they still doing it? How is it that these anti-Trump hoaxes, hydroxychloroquine's terrible, doesn't do anything? Well, we have evidence indicating it may, in fact, have an effect. We saw we covered that yesterday. The lab leak hypothesis, that's really stupid. Turns out it's probably true. How is it that all of these journalists all have the same talking points all the time? Well, they had this internal email group where they were literally coordinating talking points. And then when the talking points failed, there's one part of the journalist email. Was it Ezra Klein who was involved in it? And all these lefty journalists are talking on email about a, about a talking point they went out there that's fake. And one of them writes, hey, if all else fails, just call them all racists. Everyone else say, I'm not kidding. It's in there. You can look it up in journal list. It was a big scandal at the time in conservative media. No, you know, leftist media ignored it like it never happened. Are they still doing that? How do they continue to all get these stories wrong all the same way. Here's a supercut. Uh, is this? A, I always forget who is this. Grabian? Who is it? Daily Caller again. Daily Caller bringing the bringing the heat these days. Remember this one? Remember when Trump went out in front of the White House in front of St. John's Church, which which leftist BLM terrorists and Antifa tried to burn to the ground right in front of the White House. Remember the Bible, the Bible photo. Remember that? What was the media narrative? It's not real, but what was the media story about that? The media story was. Trump tear gas, peaceful protest. You mean the peaceful protesters tried to burn the church down and beat the crap out of secret service? Yeah, those peaceful protesters, right? This, they tear gassed them. He went out there, this tyrant, 
this fascist tear gas, these peaceful burning down churches, protesters, and he moved them out only for a photo op. That was the only purpose to getting rid of them. Well, because of media pressure, because they're Pravda propagandists, there was an inspector general investigation done. Well, did Trump clear out the front of the White House to tear gas protesters just for a photo op? Well, the media wanted you to believe as such. Check out this, uh, this supercut here of media losers, all of our favorite losers in the same cut. They're absolutely sure Trump tear gassed innocent protests. And listen to that absolute zero in the front, Jim Acosta, who's fallen off the face of the earth since he can't humiliate himself at press conferences anymore. Well, he'll still continue to humiliate himself, but not with a Republican in charge. Check this out. Um, if the White House president and his team had to do it all over again, would you have gassed and pummeled protesters to clear the park so the president could have a photo walk? Is on Washington, where peaceful protesters, we have to stress that, peaceful protesters outside the White House were tear gassed and pushed away, so it appears that the president could have a photo op. And just yesterday, as Alex notes, we saw uh, protesters, peaceful protesters, pushed back so the president Trump could have that photo op in front of St. John's Episcopal Church. Up next, the president and his photo op. It turned out they were trying to clear the area so President Trump could get a photo opportunity outside of a church. And outrage is growing after U.S. Park and Secret Service police fire tear gas and rubber bullets into a crowd of peaceful demonstrators near the White House, clearing the way for the president's photo op. In so while the president clutched a Bible and posed for a photo op outside a church, his Democratic opponent, Joe Biden, was inside. A church. We carried away protesters using tear, uh, cleared away protesters using tear gas and rubber bullets so that Donald Trump could walk across the street from the White House and stage a photo op in front of a church. Of course, I had to end with a dopey sandwich, Acosta, and then Joy Reid at the end. Joy Reid, always the bronze medal winner in our dopey Olympics. Uh, just amazing how they were so convinced this was true. By the way, thanks. Jim actually texted me during the show. The journalist article is in Politico. Here's a quote from it. I'll read right here. This is hilarious. He was a member of journalists, a guy by the name of John uh, Judas. That's a convenient name. A senior editor at the New Republic. He said, uh, you know, participants in journalists get a chance to talk and argue. Here's a This is the money quote. This is a money quote from a so-called journalist. There's probably general agreement on the stupidity of today's GOP. <laughs> journalists, they're only there for the facts, man. The fact, Joe Friday, just the facts, man. But we all agree. The GOP are full of idiots. Hey, you do you. I get it. You have opinions. I'm an opinion guy. I, don't, don't ever insult me and call me a journalist, ever. We do facts and data here, not journalism. That's fake. That's fake fact. That's anti-facts and anti-data. That's okay you think the GOP are idiots. It is. It's fine. It's okay you think that. You're allowed to have an opinion. We believe, I believe, in the big R God-given right to speech. Yours too. You're allowed to say, whatever, call me whatever you want. Call the GOP whatever you want. Just please stop pretending you're doing journalism because you're not. You're doing dressed up opinion writing. That's what all of that. No one in that clip, including Acosta, including Acosta being Joy Reid, is a journalist. And they should never claim to be journalists. They had an opinion that President Trump was a fascist demigod who tear gassed a bunch of innocent people who tried to burn a church down. And that was it. They had no facts to back any of that up at all. But they said it anyway. Well, we get the IG report. I encourage you to read the story in my newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Shelby Talcott, who's an actual journalist, June 9, 2021. Protesters weren't forcibly cleared from Lafayette Park because of a Trump photo op, new report determines. 
Again, I'm losing track of the numbers. I asked Jim to keep track of kind of a, and I think we're up to 6,747. I'm not really sure how many of these lies were up. But it's really amazing how liberals still to this day are like, but his mean tweets. And yet Trump was right on just about everything. Everything. China, the lab leak, the tear gas story, BLM, Antifa, the National Guard. What was it? hydroxychloroquine, the list goes, if you can think of any more during the show, Trump, I mean, really, I, I can't, Spygate, the PP hoax, Collusion Gate, whatever, he was right about all of it, the impeachment hoax, all of it, all of it. Stunning, 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 their hypocrisy. All right, let me get to my third sponsor, because I want to go through this, and I don't want to... Uh, I want to make sure I get this out in one straight thought. The, the media are the misinformation machines, folks. They are. And I always appreciate your patience. Our sponsors are great. They're here to talk to you, and they keep the show free. So thank you very much. It means a lot to me. Hey, I live with chronic pain. I, it stinks, but, you know, I'm not a victim, obviously, here. I have really bad arthritis, and I get a lot of great, a lot of great feedback. Matter of fact, someone put it out on social media yesterday talking about Omax. I need it. Perhaps your pain's been ongoing for a few weeks. It hasn't improved, and they've tried a lot of treatments. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution we love in this house, Cryo-Free CBD Roll-On by Omax Health. It's a non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on. It's specifically formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. Here's the best part. It's 100% natural, CBD-powered, and the remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. Paula uses it on her neck. I use it on my elbow, which you can see is always decaying on my shoulder. You just roll it on. You just roll it on and you feel that icy cold feeling right away with the CBD power right there. It's really terrific. I'm serious. I'm getting to my personal door. I don't mess around with some of the stuff we have on the show. We don't do that. This is good stuff. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain roll-on. The discount also applies towards any product site-wide. How do you get it? Go to Omax, O-M-A-X, omaxhealth.com today and enter code Bongino. That's omaxhealth.com and enter code Bongino and get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. Pro athletes such as golfer Kyle Stanley use cryo-free CBD to recover both on and off the course. There's no messy creams or terrible fragrances. Go to omaxhealth.com, enter code Bongino and get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. This product's the real deal. Again, omaxhealth.com, enter code Bongino, get 20% off and site-wide. Thanks, Omax. So it's, it's sad that, as you can see through the Pravda media, hydroxychloroquine, they're hiding of the lab leak. They're covering for Fauci through the Chuck Todd audio video we just played. Chuck Todd trying to call out Marsha Blackburn by proving her correct. And then and Fauci, I can't. <laughs> I mean, these people are like dunces. I mean... Then we could see also through another Trump hoax, the bunky tear gassed everywhere. Obviously false, fake. The media have become misinformation machines. There's an excellent piece in Reason by Robbie Suave, who, you know, I agree with sometimes, disagree with other times, but he does write informative and thought-provoking pieces, and that's important. You know, we can't just do what the left-wing media does and only put out there, you know, authors and people that agree with us all the time. So we could be wrong. It helps to get in an opposing position. Suave does some decent work over at Reason. The article will be in my newsletter. It's a long piece, but a good one. It's called The Media's Lab Leak Debacle Shows Why Banning Misinformation is a Terrible Idea. How a Debate About COVID's Origins Exposed the Dangerous Hubris. We know that. 
I'm not going to beat this horse to death. We know the media was obviously in cahoots with the Chinese propagandists to hide the lab leak hypothesis. We know that. That's not news. I'm not, that's not why I'm covering this piece. I'm covering it because embedded in the piece towards the end and kind of the bottom third of it, he makes an amazing point, and one you should really take to heart, about how the media and the Chinese Communist Party terrorists, because that's what they are, global terror through this, there's no question at this point they're global terrorists, what they did with the coronavirus, none, none at all. But how the Chinese propagandists and communists abuse the useful idiots in our media and on the left and their love affair with calling people racist and identity politics to advance a communist propaganda agenda in the United States. And how when you think it through, the way they did it was so counterintuitive. You're like, gosh, why didn't I think of that? Here's the point he makes. He's quoting here Liana Wen, a professor of public health and a CNN medical analyst who's just almost comically wrong on everything these days. I mean, she says stuff that's just ridiculous. Here's a quote when she appeared on CNN. She's talking about Asian Americans. She says, I and other Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders, are increasingly concerned that speculation over the lab leak theory will increase anti-Asian hate, tweeted Liana Wen, a professor of public health and a CNN medical analyst earlier this week. Quote, as we embark on a full scientific investigation, we must take actions to prevent the next escalation of anti-Asian racism. Come back to me a second. I want to go back to the second part of that. I should have cut it into two separate pieces, but I didn't. So we're going to work with it. So I don't know Liana Wen, but clearly it's in the interest of the Chinese Communist Party to wave people off the lab leak hypothesis, right? Everybody gets that. That's not hard to figure out. China doesn't want the world to know they potentially created a bioweapon or at a minimum likely created a deadly coronavirus that killed millions of people. You probably don't want that out there. It was nature. Sure. It was bat soup. Whatever. It was pangolin oatmeal. Right. So what do they, the Chinese propagandists know the most destructive force in America from within right now is the American left that wants this country burning to the ground by getting people to hate each other based on race. So the Chinese communists are probably sitting around going, how do we use media tools and others to wave people off the lab leak hypothesis by just claiming ridiculously that it's racist? They know the left will do it because the left doesn't care about the United States. They care about, they care about Chinese communists first. But Suave in the second part of this, if you're watching on Rumble, you got to read it, makes a great point. How is the Chinese lab leak hypothesis racist? The other hypothesis the Chinese wanted out there, if anything, that would have been the more, quote, xenophobic one, quote, from the Suave piece. That Liana Wen didn't explain why speculation about a lab leak theory would increase anti-Asian hate to a more appreciable degree then speculation about the wet market theory. This is a great point. The idea is counterintuitive. The lab leak theory indicts a handful of individual scientists and the Chinese government, whereas the wet market theory can be used to indict broader Asian cultural traditions that have often been criticized in the West. That, my friends, is an excellent point. That the Chinese communists themselves while using leftists obsessed with identity politics and calling everyone a racist, actually got those leftists waved off a theory that could be used to indict Chinese culture. Oh, they eat all this really nasty stuff. And look, it caused that infection that killed millions of people. They waved them off that. The identity politics obsessed left. Waved them off that. They waved them off the lab leak theory onto that theory, which could have potentially caused actual xenophobia 
for a other friend to wave them off the lab leak theory, which now they're like, don't look at that. That could be racist. How? How is that? You're talking about a couple of scientists and a communist party. How is that racist or an indictment of, of, of China? It's an indictment of communists and lab workers that may have been involved in the creation of a super virus. Yet you want to indict the whole culture. That's, that's what China wanted. They wanted liberals. To, you get it? They wanted liberals to pump that. Here's the Chinese government. Let's tell them uh, everyone in China eats really gross stuff because they're so stupid they'll fall for it. And leftists were like, <laughs> of course. Because they're so dumb. Because they are literally that stupid. They, they, I mean, oh my, you want to talk about falling into a stupid trap. A vacuum of ignorance they live in. They can't even get their identity politics narratives correct. All right, I got a lot more news to get to, including this Epic Times piece. It reminds me of a quote from the movie Moneyball. I'll get to that in a second. Last sponsor, and then I'm going to motor through. And I also have a request for you. Thank you for something you did. I appreciate it. I'm going to put this uh, clip up next. Last sponsor again. I always appreciate your patience. They're great to us. But we got a lot more content ahead. Hey, Helix Sleep, it has a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences. The perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. They have several different mattress models to choose from. Soft, medium, firm mattresses. Mattresses good for cooling you down. Mattresses for plus-size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz. I was matched to the Midnight Luxe mattress, like sleeping on a cloud. I love it. I needed something a little firm. It helps with my shoulders and stuff. It's been awesome getting unboxing videos from those of you who are just ecstatic about your Helix Sleep mattress. We appreciate it. The Helix mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't need to go to a mattress store ever again. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights, risk-free. Give it a sleep trial. You'll love it. They'll pick it up for you if you don't. You will. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix offers exclusive discounts for military, first responders, teachers, and students. Thank you. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go today. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. H-E-L-I-X. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. Go today. All right. One small thank you or big thank you, small request, I should say. Precision matters. Article I'll have in the newsletter if you care to read. It's about the growth in the podcast business. I find it fascinating. I'm obviously in the podcast business. You're listening to me now on the show on a podcast. Being in talk radio too, now having my radio show, it's interesting to see it from both sides, the digital space and the talk radio space. There's an article by Inside Radio. It says, as talk radio goes through a lot of change, conservative podcast post subscriber gains. Well, we are mentioned in the piece because we had a massive, growth in subscribers to our podcast this month. It made us number, uh, uh, we were number two right after Ben Shapiro, who always, uh, he really kind of dominates the podcast charts. He has a quality program himself, and uh, uh, we always appreciate his perspective and the others in the space. Uh, but we were a really strong uh, follow-up silver medalists in that category. We had massive subscriber growth. So a humble request, if you wouldn't mind, I hate all these asks on the show. You know, watch my Fox, I get it. It's, but I need you, you're my audience. And uh, I do appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Please, if you wouldn't mind today, whatever platform you listen on for the podcast, Spotify, uh, Apple, Bongino.com, wherever you listen, uh, I think Amazon is a podcast thing. I'm not sure what you choose, wherever you choose to listen. Um, I'd really appreciate if you click that subscribe button or follow button, whatever. It's all free, of course, but it's the subscribers that help us move up the charts. 
These podcast things, they have charts every day. People find us on those charts. When you subscribe, we move up. So I'd really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Whatever platform you're on, again, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, you know, just click that subscribe button. Thank you. All right, this is an important piece because it reminds me of, uh, did any of you see the movie Moneyball, the Brad Pitt movie about Billy Bean? It's, a, it's based on a true story. The movie's not exactly accurate. I mean, they give Art Howe, the manager of the A's, a rough shake in the movie. Um, Art Howe is a good manager. And, you know, I don't know Billy Bean, and he obviously had some revolutionary ideas, but the book is, the book is very good, too. It was recommended by a Secret Service friend of mine, Steve, way before the movie was made, because it's a book about thinking outside the box, how we tend to lose the forest for the trees in business a lot. You know, I, I, I read another book, was it How I Lost a Million Dollars? It's a great book, and the running thesis behind the whole book is there's a thousand paths to success in business. Some people will tell you invest in gold. Some people say don't invest in gold. Some people say invest in stocks. Some people say don't invest in stocks, invest in bonds. Some people say Bitcoin. Some people say don't invest in Bitcoin. There's a thousand ways people have gotten rich, right? Some that contradict each other, meaning there must be multiple pathways to success. But I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there is one path to failure. That is never knowing, as Kenny Rogers said, you got to know when to fold them. My voice is terrible. Joe could probably sing it better. He's an actual musician. I'm not. But they never know when a cost is sunk. Business, athletes, coaches, general managers, they never, they cannot, a sunk cost, meaning your investment in a stock, in a player, it's, it's done. It's over. The player's a failure. The stock keeps losing money. People can't get out. They keep saying, tomorrow we're going to turn it around. Tomorrow he's going to get out of the slump. Tomorrow his attitude's going to change. The stock's going to fix itself tomorrow. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? It never does. I shouldn't say never. It rarely does. There's a million paths to success. But there's one path to failure. Take advice from Kenny Rogers. Know when to walk away. and Know when to run. So there's a line in the movie Moneyball. And again, it's kind of loosely based on a true story about how this general manager came in and threw out the whole scouting model for baseball and said, we're going to do this sabermetrics thing. Well, I mean, he had Mark Mulder, Barry Zito, and Tim Hudson, probably the one of the best one, two, three pitching rotations in modern baseball history. I mean, it's a little exaggerated, but we get it. The point he says at one point, the uh, Brad Pitt playing Billy Bean, the general manager, surrounded by a bunch of scouts who want to, you know, use the old thinking inside the box model and invest in what Billy thinks is a sunk cost, old school scouting. And they're thinking about players. And one of the old school scouts says to Brad Pitt, the Billy Bean character, you know, he's a good player, got a nice swing, he, he's a good hitter. And Billy Bean looks back and says, he's a good hitter. Then why doesn't he hit good? And they all look like, pretty good question. He's a good hitter. Why doesn't he hit good? Right? How does that apply to this segment here? Well, if liberalism is so wonderful, then why isn't it so wonderful? Why is everybody fleeing liberalism? Joe, you got that. This is Andrew Cuomo. You got that sound clip begging people from New York not to flee a state. Cue that up, Joe. Stop, man. Do not flee. Of course, that is not Andrew Cuomo. That is Sir whatever, Sir Joey Bag of Donuts from Brave. Stop, man. 
do not flee. I'm one of my favorite lines ever. That, that is not Andrew. But it could be Andrew Cuomo at the border of New York, the southern border, because people are fleeing their state in droves. So I ask you again, if liberalism is so wonderful, then why isn't it so wonderful? If he's a good hitter, then why doesn't he hit good? Epic times in the newsletter today. <laughs> Do not I love that line. Scots are running off the battle. It's the hub. Taxpayers fleeing blue states take $26.8 billion in gross income to red states. Folks, people are evacuating blue states in droves. Here's a screenshot from the piece. By the way, this is hard data in the IRS. Data, facts. You would think reporters would pick up on that, but they're probably on journal lists right now figuring out a way to massage these statistics to make them look like they're not what they say. Quote, IRS data tracking state-to-state -state migration shows that blue states saw a net outflow of hundreds of thousands of taxpayers who took nearly $27 billion in taxable gross income with them to red states. <coughs> Excuse me. Folks, this is not... Um, this is not a, how do I describe it? An all-around positive story. It's not. Why, Dan? It's proving the blue state model's a failure and the red state model isn't. Fair enough, but there's a major downside to this story, folks. <coughs> Excuse me. I need a cough button. There's a major downside to this story. Not everybody coming down here to Florida, to Georgia, moving to Arizona from California, Nevada, and other states. Not everyone is conservative. Matter of fact, there are a lot of, a lot of them are. Ron DeSantis is not wrong. The governor of Florida is spectacular. We have our own Ron DeSantis Strikes Again segment. He indicated that a lot of the people moving down here are conservatives. Matter of fact, I believe the majority. I know. I live in Florida. I talk to people who come down here all the time. But not all of them. I got a, uh, received a a text from my cousin uh, Desiree up in New York. And she said to me, one of her friends told her, who's a big lib, by the way, I'm moving down to Florida. We're going to change things down here. So I have a request and I mean it. I'm not kidding. On this segment, please do not come down here. Please. I got away from you. I've moved quite a bit. I think I've had like 19 different apartments and houses. I don't know. When I applied to the secret service, I had like three pages of homes. You got to give them every place you live for your background. Roll over this thing every day. Now, if you ever see me looking down, it annoys the heck out. I mean, like a cable holder. I've moved to get away from liberals. Why do you need to follow me and others? Please don't come down here. It's a free country. I get it. Unlike you liberals, I'm not a pseudo fascist. I'm not looking to quell your speech. You move down here. You have the big R, God-given right to vote and speak out, of course. And, you know, real conservatives will defend that. But why do you want to be down here? Just don't come down. Why? What do you? Why do you want to live near us all the time? I don't. I really. I don't get. It. I said it on my Fox show. I'll probably say it again Saturday night. Why do you want to live? Here? I don't understand. You insult us. You call us homophobes, transphobes, racists, xenophobes. You make all this crap up. Misogynists. I always say a joke. Istophobic, phobophobic, istophobes. You just put an ist and phobe at the end of any word, and you apply it. You make it. It's all made up. We believe in God-given rights for everyone. You don't. You attack anyone. Who has a, why do you want to live down here? Just don't come down here. Conservatives, please, take you, your money, your business. You are, we open arms. I wish I could personally greet you with a hug at the border. We need you. 
And I have Michael Anton on my radio show today at the top of the second hour who wrote that piece about redrawing red lines around the country and exactly this. He'll be on my radio show later. But why? Just stay where you are. If you guys are good hitters, then why don't you hit good? Go hit good up in New York and California. Stay away. Seriously, we don't want you down here. Believe me, I talk to elected officials all the time. A lot. They have to represent you too. We're conservatives. Again, we're not tyrants like you guys. But really, why are you down here? You're ruining everything. You're like a forest fire. Just stay where you are. Ruin your own states. Heard some guy comment, Dan moves a lot. Yeah, of course, to get away from you people. Why do you keep following me? You say you hate us. These guys, what losers? These conservatives, why do you keep moving here? Why do you want to live near losers? Why? Just stay away. Liberals, I can see him listening. I'm so offended. I don't care. Yes, my intention is to offend you so you don't move down here. It's not an accident. Please don't come down here. All right, moving on. I can tell Guy's going to tell me. You spent too much time. I know, but I'm really passionate. About it. Stop ruining everything. Ruin your own states, right? You were going to tell me that. Move on. All right. Wall Street Journal story is important because rarely will you see a policy as destructive and counterproductive as this one from the Biden administration. You know, we spent decades building energy independence and a, pet, uh, and a petroleum energy industry in the United States so we didn't have to rely on foreign dictators. In just, how long has this guy been in office? It's only June. I mean, it's just a few months he's been in office and Biden is single-handedly destroying not only the economy of the United States, but our energy independence too. This article is profound. Here's this uh, screenshot. I thought they hated Russia because what they say in this piece about how Biden's decimating our energy industry and the contrast they use here, if this doesn't ring your bell, nothing will. I thought they hated Russia. Russia, collusion, pee-pee hoax. I thought that was their thing. Here's a screenshot from this piece called America's Energy Gift to Dictators from the Wall Street Journal. They talk about how Biden stunningly wants to activate and assist Vladimir Putin in the finalization of the construction of a Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline so Vladimir Putin can sell more petroleum products and energy while simultaneously canceling a pipeline project here. Read this. Putin's gloating that Russia's Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline to Germany will soon be finished as Biden has refused to sanction Russian companies running the project. But Biden didn't care about upsetting Canada when he killed the Keystone XL pipeline, nor Alaskans when he suspended the Anwar leases. Biden wants to curtail North American energy development while he stands by as Russia uses natural resources for strategic gain. What, do you believe this? Is this? I mean, liberals, are you getting this? How do you explain this? That your demigod, Joe Biden, your golden calf, is supposedly at war with the energy industry, but just here, not in Russia, where he's actually assisting it. I thought you guys hated Russia. You don't believe it. You're such frauds. You don't believe in it. It's just such a joke. You don't believe in anything you say publicly. It's a disgrace. All right, running out of time. So I, we haven't done a hero of the day. This will probably be our hero of the week. We'll see. Because we got another day left of programming. I haven't done a hero of the day for a long time. But I've been asking a lot of you. Serious. I'm not going to change. The, you know, the show goes from like sarcasm to the tears, to laughter, all that stuff. I asked you all to make your beds locally. No, not make your beds in your bedroom. I 
using a line from Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life, where he talks about if you really want to change the world, you got to make your own bed first. I'm sorry, but we do. We have to act locally. Your vote means more locally. It's pure math. Therefore, politicians are more responsive locally. And if we can't change our local environment, our schools, our local economies, if we can't change that, the hope for changing the nation is lost. Ladies and gentlemen, people are making their beds every single day, and we're going to celebrate them. Here is another hero of the day, possibly hero of the week. we still got another day left. This is a school teacher, I believe up in Loudoun County, who's had about enough of the indoctrination of our kids. They try to cut her mic off at the end. It's not the sound going dead. And she keeps talking, and she gets a huge round of applause for taking it to making her bed and taking it to this local school board. Check this out. Don't be afraid to speak out for your kids because they are voiceless and they, and they rely on you. You should be afraid of them rooting for socialism by the time they get to middle school. Teachers, it may seem that our careers have come to a dead end, but I'm here to remind you, we don't work for the school board. We work to mold the next generation of well-rounded American patriots. So don't give up because it is up to us. Students, you are on the front lines of these indoctrination camps. Challenge the staff when you're presented with a ludicrous statement and do not allow anybody to tell you that you cannot accomplish anything because of your skin color or to hate yourself because of your skin color. Students, it is up to you to be the next generation of victims or victors. And finally, to the board, this isn't over and your policies are just as... Nick Gossard, followed by Ryan... Yeah, that's right. Get a round of applause in the studio. Well done. Well done. A round of applause back there. Let Joe chime it in, too. Hey. Folks, this is it. It's happening. Don't forfeit the country. I get it. People are upset. The election shenanigans in 2020, I get it. I get you're upset. You are perfectly entitled to be upset. I have spoken about these stories. I've spoken about Arizona. I've spoken about Pennsylvania. I will continue to. But regardless of what happened there, it is not enough to walk away and quit. We cannot do that. Our kids, our country, our jobs, our finances, our churches, our families are too important to leave that fight on the battlefield and walk off. It cannot happen. There is no quit. We don't do quitting. You want to do quitting time? This is not your show. We're going to fix elections. We're hopefully going to get Trump back in office. We're still going to recognize the shenanigans in 2020. We're still going to cover all of this, but we have to operate on parallel tracks. The left has been engaged in a 30-front war on us for a very long time. We have to fight on all those fronts. We can't forfeit one of them. And acting locally is the key to changing downstream and upstream politics. That's how you change the culture. Should we do this inflation article? All right, I'm going to save it for tomorrow because it's going to require, I have an article on inflation I want to cover. I know, you know, some of you love the economics, some of you don't, but it's an important article. I'll discuss it tomorrow. I want to get into the winners and the losers, maybe on the radio show today too, because inflation is overheating dramatically in the United States right now. And there are some winners from that, believe it or not, but they're just not the winners. You're, you prob you're probably not one of them. And there are a lot of losers too. This is a really serious economic crisis brewing in the United States right now. Could be big trouble. I'll portending huge trouble ahead. I'll talk about that tomorrow. Thanks again for all your support. Again, please subscribe to my show. It makes a huge difference wherever you listen. Apple, Spotify, Amazon. I can't control these platforms. They run the show, whatever it may be. Uh, but please subscribe. It helps us a lot. And be sure to set your DVR. 
Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson from North Carolina on my Fox show, 10 p.m. Saturday night. Set your DVR now. He is, he's not a rising star. He's a superstar right now. I'm hoping people are considering him for a vice presidential spot right now. Mark Robinson, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, gave one of the most amazing speeches I've ever seen. He'll be on the show. Again, unfiltered with me, Dan Bongino, Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.